JCPenney tenemos infinidad de regalos para el Día de las Madres hasta el domingo. Ahorra hasta 40% en todo Liz Claiborne y viste la de pieza a cabeza con la última moda. Además, aprovecha las ofertas Yes Please con diamantes y piedras preciosas a 25 dólares para miembros de JCPenney Rewards. ¿Aún no eres miembro? ¡Inscríbete! Es fácil y gratis. Y regálale a mamá todo lo que se merece. JCPenney, vale la pena. Ofertas válidas hasta el 12 de mayo en selección de estilos. Aplican otras exclusiones. Joyerías excluye de los cupones. Detalles en la tienda jcp.com. Dicen que traigo la suerte a todo el que está a mi lado Y esa es mi mala fortuna Basada en el clásico de Juan Rulfo Llega Univision El gallo de oro Supongamos que la caponera puede inclinar la suerte A quien ella quiera Estás tardando en conquistarla Con Lucero, José Ron y Plutarco Asa Este gallo está cambiando la vida En una historia legendaria de amor y azar No trates de cambiarme, no lo vas a lograr El gallo de oro Gran estreno miércoles 8 de mayo a las 9 Por Univision Let's talk mental health today. We are joined by Emmy-winning journalist and mother of twins, Alicia Quarles, who opens up about what led her to a mental breakdown, what she learned through the process, how she healed, and why she believes it's important to open up and have conversations about mental health. We read the books. We bought the things. We thought we were ready. And then life took our plans and changed them. I'm Karen. I'm Victoria's mommy, and I work in tech. And I'm Pamela. I have a baby boy named Ford, and I'm a journalist. And although we're both first-time working moms, we're actually pretty different. And that's totally okay. Because we both agree that our most important work is raising our kids. We really need each other and can only get through this together. Welcome to Motherish Moments. Good morning, Pamela. Good morning. Welcome back. So... Karen was on this amazing, beautiful trip through our homeland. We're both Peruvian. Well, I'm Peruvian. She's hey, from- yeah, yeah. I'm reconnected <laughs> to my roots. My parents are Peruvian. I was born in Miami, but I was um, so excited about this trip, and it was wonderful. Follow- but I hadn't seen you before that because then you were on another trip, the Dominican Republic, before I left. So we haven't seen each other in like basically three weeks, which is a long time. It's a for long us. time. We're on weekly, which is not healthy here. for my mental health. <laughs> mental health cannot see you, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm happy to be back. I'm happy that we're, you know, although I'm leaving on another trip I know. next week. I know. <laughs> but um, I want to hear about the trip later. I'm but recently welcome. laid off, so I'm just doing all the things like as one does. You're, you're, living, you're living your best life right now. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so anyway. before we introduce our guests, why don't we go through our motherish moment of the week? So I went on this little quick family vacation with Ford and the family and some friends. You know, I feel like every year the travel experience, or every month, I think, at the be- the first year every month is different. That after every year is so different to travel with a toddler. <laughs> so I'll share some of the highs and the lows. So the high is he's a great traveler during the flight. You know, he brings out his little table. He takes out his cards and his planes. He plays for a little bit. Then he watched a movie. Then he just kind of stared at the window and asked me questions about clouds and airplanes. So it is good in that sense, you know. And and actually, like, it feels like it doesn't hurt as much to pay for his own ticket. You know, because remember I went to that weird stage where I was so upset that I actually had to buy him an actual seat. <laughs> Right? I was like, why? He's still so little. Like, he could just sit on me. Like, it's fine. But now I'm like, okay, he deserves. Yeah, he has his own seat. (laughs) He traveled. It was a short flight into Miami DR. It's it's pretty quick. But it was nice to observe him and watch him. And that was great. The low is he's still in that weird stage where he's like old enough to walk and run around everywhere. But then he wants to be carried. Mm -hmm. Right? So I did take a stroller. 
And then my mom, last year, my mother, I was like, this is the only thing you're in charge of is a stroller. Once we land, we put the stroller in the car, in the car, into the house. He forgot the stroller in the airport. Okay, whatever. No. We didn't have a stroller. But then when we, on the way, this is last year, on the way back, oh. we got the yo-yo bag, got the stroller, great. This time around, you know, we were obsessed with the stroller. We, thank God we had the stroller because, you know, the airport walks are long, long. and far and he's tired yes. and I'm tired. And then you have like, now he has his own book bag with toys and like another side bag with like an iPad. And, you know, everyone has like three carry-ons. And uh, and then on the way back, we're packing everything. We get to the airport. My mom is like, on the way to the airport, she's like, we forgot the stroller. No. We forgot the stroller no. in the resort, in the house, no. in the, you know, in the DR, in the foreign country. And I was like, oh, my God. And then I felt bad. You know, having to ask someone who doesn't have kids to carry a stroller for you back to the States. Oh, it's like okay. smuggling. Someone was still there. Yeah. I'm concerned was, at this point for the stroller. Right. No, me too. I'm like, mom. And I'm like, I don't want to get mad at her because, you know, whatever. It's fine. It's not her fault. It's my responsibility. My kid, my stroller. I get it. But she felt guilty because that was her. That was her job. The one thing she was in charge of. Right? Yeah. So I kind of sent a YouTube video to my friend, Jomari. And of I'm like, how hey, to close the video. Right. I'm like, this is how you close it. <laughs> so he's like, let me guess. You left it. I go, yes. He goes, so is this you telling me, please bring it back to the States? I'm like, yes. It's such a small stroller. Right. But like, imagine people like they're carrying on. They don't want to deal with that. No one wants to deal with your stuff, your baby stuff. So he actually checked it in for me he's like hey I left the stroller on your desk at work and when I got it it was like inside a bag with a thing anyhow I don't know why this is my mother's moment but that's what I dealt with but overall it was a wonderful trip I was tired from the trip I'm not gonna lie when you travel with your kids and I know people used to say this and I used to be like that's so ungrateful stop complaining such a blessing yes then of course when we were away he (laughs) only wants mom to do everything he's like that at the house but I forget that when you're somewhere else you can't go to work you're not going anywhere like you're with your kid yeah there's no backup the whole time and the whole time he wants me to do everything so we had a wonderful time. We created amazing memories. Keep yourself. <laughs> but I think next weekend I'm traveling solo. Okay, good. Good for you. Okay, so my motherish moment is also related to my travels. So traveling to Peru with Victoria was awesome. I mean, yes, I'm definitely tired. She was just such an explorer. Like the flight is one thing. The flight is like oh, the baby. We're looking at Alicia's baby and I can't. She's so cute. So cute. So yeah, the flight was like kind of brutal because the flight to Peru, which by the way, I hadn't gone to Peru in like 11 years. So I didn't realize like, it's like not a short flight, but it's not a long flight either to the point where you can like settle in and actually get some sleep. I think this is in the same time zone. I think like it throws you off a little bit because you're like, okay, well, we're just going. Well, there's a one hour time difference right now, but but like, but it's still, it's like five hours. So like you don't, it's not long and it's not short so you're just like what is this so the flight itself was like whatever but over there I mean Victoria was like okay it's like someone told her you need to be open to everything and explore everything and this is your time to be Dora the Explorer and she was like got it I'm understood the assignment she ate guinea pig at her own will like I don't eat guinea pig yeah, and it's don't. a this is a customary like Peruvian food it's like very traditional and the Andes, yes uh, yes the Andean food like whatever and my husband who was also his first time going he's from Argentina and he they were like oh try this and he was like okay let's do it and Victoria behind him being like yo quiero yo quiero I want to try whatever so and I'm like oh cringing inside but I'm like 
I will not give you my fears. So, okay. So I'm like, okay, you want to try it? And I, all I told her was, by the way, you know your friend, he has that little pet that named Bartolito. This is that pet. The only information I gave her. And she was like, okay, cool. Give it to me. And she goes, mmm, que rico. And I was like, Bleh. whatever. She just had the best time. She ate all kinds of things. She was... I mean, it was so incredible to watch and even more beautiful was to see my parents. Just, it was so nice seeing my parents show them their country through their eyes to her. It was such a blessing and it was so beautiful. I never use that word, but it really, I really felt like it was. It was so beautiful and I'm so grateful for my impulsivity or if that's even a word to just like book the flight out of nowhere and be like, we're going with you. She got to meet my grandmother, which was crazy like I didn't even get to meet my grandfathers and this girl got to meet two great grandmothers like she doesn't even know how good she has it she really doesn't but anyway my mother's moment is related to that just a wonderful experience and I couldn't be happier about that trip I'm gonna get all the tips for you because I do want to take Ford you have to um, take them yeah. yeah I mean brace yourself <laughs> so, so let's ask Alicia to share her motherish moment of the week uh, you know mine was 4th of July feeling like I was watching the fireworks in New York City and everything was supposed to be so fabulous, right? But I was feeling just lonely, overwhelmingly lonely. This year, watched the fireworks when the babies were there. They had their little earphones, but we did the lime test. Did you guys ever do that with your kids? So it's the first time they try lime and it's the funniest thing. So my son was like, like, you know, and my daughter was just cool and collected. And we watched the fireworks and my children were looking at me. And I'm like, this is like a moment. This is really cool. The thing from a year ago when on paper, I was living my best hot girl life to now when I actually have my own family. It was like super wonderful. So that was definitely, you know, my moment. So let's welcome Alicia. Thank you so much for joining us. Like we mentioned in the intro, she's an Emmy winning journalist. She's a contributor now and she continues to work, but she's also has become a mental health advocate. And I wanted to share her personal journey you know, because I always feel like people become advocates when they experience something that really changed their life. Like they have a, you know, before and after moment from something big that happened in their life. So why don't you start with that, Alicia? Welcome. Yeah, I mean, really to sum it up, I had a really public breakdown on Instagram and I live streamed a lot of it. And it was the same day I found out I was pregnant. And then a week after that, I found out I was pregnant with twins. So at the time when it was happening, and like, I wasn't rational, obviously, because your hormones are insane, but I had been working three jobs. Like we do in this industry, you know, mm -hmm. you get the job, you go for it. So I've just been going and going, doing my events, doing everything. So it's, we call it like my therapist, the perfect storm of being exhausted, being hormonal and everything just like really played out on social media. Wow. That's rough. The perfect storm it has me like thinking now. Because it is so many factors that can contribute. And like when you're on the grind and the hustle and you're doing all the things, you don't ever really, especially like, I mean, after kids, it also happens. But pre-kids, like you have no notion of like, I can do anything. You feel like kind of like superhuman sometimes. I'm oh, sorry. I've been going to the pace for so many years. And I talk about it. You know, I did an article at People Magazine where I really opened up about it for the first time. And, you know, years ago, my best friend, Dan Brown, she was known. She was on MTV. She passed away of cancer. And when I was caring for her, I remember she wrote me this really long text about how I needed to slow down. And I didn't have the heart to read all the way through it. And now I don't even have that phone anymore. I wish I did. So I've been going at that pace, you know, for like a decade. And so something was bound to give. But to your point, when you're in it and you're doing the things that didn't seem unnatural, 
But I was going so hard, I didn't realize I missed my period. Like that's like really, so I think one of the lessons I've learned throughout all this for women is to check in on yourself because it's easy for us. No, no shade to men. Listening to you guys, right? Just the vacation, you're doing this, you're doing that. It's easy for us to do all the things and it's sometimes it's very difficult to check in on yourself. When you said that it happened publicly, were you like just transmitting when you were on social media and then it kind of like hit you or can you just kind of help us, you know, for those who haven't seen the video or didn't know exactly what happened? I don't really, I wasn't cognizant in that moment to truly remember, but it was like pieced together from my friends. Like I was posting some cryptic things on social, not suicidal, just like crazy stuff. And so my friends were trying to get in touch with me on the phone. I wouldn't answer. They didn't know what to do. So they called the police to do a wellness check. What they say in hindsight is that now they've learned they would have never called the police on somebody who had a mental situation going on because, and this is no shade to police, they're not equipped to really deal with that. So, you know, I started really like live streaming because the police were at my door. It just scared me. And in that moment, I started streaming. It was very scary for me. So imagine somebody already in a heightened state and then you've got like a ton of police at your door. It's not going to just go well at all. So that's basically what happened. But the problem is that we don't know the solution. Like if this happened again, now you're afraid to call the police because they're not trained to deal with that kind of situation. Did you have any history with mental health, Alicia? And what did you learn through this process? And how are you continuing to stay healthy when it comes to mental health? I didn't and my family don't. You know, I've learned a few things. A few people of my friend groups that stayed in New York through the pandemic. So I was by myself a lot of the time. But I stayed because I had gotten a new job that required me to be on set. So I think we underestimate what the pandemic did to you, right? Especially me, if you're by yourself. I think my biggest lesson that I've learned throughout all of this is to check in on myself. So I'm really serious about therapy. I have a wonderful therapist and I go weekly in that you can't tap from an empty well. You know, our industry is famine or feast, right? So I was like saying yes to everything because I support me. So it's like, yes, I'm going to do that. I'm going to stack my bread. I'm going to take the opportunity. But you also have to, your health is like nothing else. I'm 41 years old. If this didn't happen, your body's not going to last forever. So it's got, you know what I mean? Like at some point you're going to have a breakdown, whether it's mental, physical, something had to give. And so I just think that all of that's just super important. And now I know the signs, you know, the muscle, is the brain the biggest muscle in your body? I think, I don't know. But you really got to take care of it. And I think, you know, we make sure to stretch before we work out. We make sure to do all these other things. Why not take care of your brain? En JCPenney tenemos infinidad de regalos para el Día de las Madres hasta el domingo. Ahorra hasta 40% en todo Liz Claiborne y vístela de pies a cabeza con la última moda. Además, aprovecha las ofertas Yes, Please, con diamantes y piedras preciosas a $25 para miembros de JCPenney Rewards. ¿Aún no eres miembro? ¡Inscríbete! Es fácil y gratis. Y regálale a mamá todo lo que se merece. JCPenney. Vale la pena. Ofertas válidas hasta el 12 de mayo en selección de estilos. Aplican otras exclusiones. Joyerías excluye de los cupones. Detalles en la tienda jcp.com. Dicen que traigo la suerte a todo el que está a mi lado Y esa es mi mala fortuna Basada en el clásico de Juan Rulfo Llega Univision El gallo de oro Supongamos que la caponera puede inclinar la suerte A quien ella quiera Estás tardando en conquistarla Con Lucero, José Ron y Plutarco Asa Este gallo me está cambiando la vida En una historia legendaria de amor y azar No trates de cambiarme, no lo vas a lograr El gallo de oro Gran estreno miércoles 8 de mayo a las 9 Por Univision 
before this episode, Alicia, did you ever talk about mental health to someone else? Because I feel like sometimes I still, I mean, we talk about it a lot because it's such an important topic, especially when you become a mom. Because again, I feel like it's more likely for like the perfect storm to really brew up, right? Because of the hormones, because of the stresses, because of all the changes you're going through physically and emotionally. But even before you become a mom, I feel like there's still a desperate need to talk about mental health a lot more. You know, what was your experience when it came to like having those conversations? I think like in the last, I'd say 10 years, even five, that there's, because before there was a stigma about mental health, right? I think now conversations are a lot more open and honest. I've certainly interviewed people about their mental health, like Carson Daly. You know, I could go on and on and on, but I didn't necessarily consider myself in that category, I guess. So a couple of weeks before my breakdown, I actually went to the doctor because I felt like something was off with me. I didn't realize it was hormones. Like I literally had no idea I was pregnant. So I just felt like I was like like losing it. But I think, you know, throughout all of this, now I lean into mental health. Like when it first happened, I was super embarrassed. But then so many people opened up to me about their own mental health struggles, their own journeys. And I realized a lot of people are suffering in silence or don't talk about it or that I'm not alone. I'm like trying to learn my lessons from this. I know one of them is that this didn't happen in vain. So I know that this has made me a better journalist. It's made me somebody who's more authentic and somebody that, yeah, I'm gonna use mental health as my platform because if I could save somebody else from going through what I went through, that's what I wanna do. Yeah, I also think culturally, like depending on which culture you're from, like there's even like larger stigmas around it. I feel like in the like Hispanic culture, it's kind of like, if you need to see a therapist, it's because you're, you're crazy, only crazy people go see therapists and it's like actually no in fact you person delivering that message should definitely go to a therapist you know like it's so wild but I'm like so relieved actually to see like some of the newer generations embracing it in a much greater way from the very beginning because you know I wish I would have started therapy a lot sooner you know I mean and the stuff that you learn it gives you the tools really to kind of take on your life on a day to daily basis I mean, you make so many good points, especially culturally, because I remember it was like eight, nine years ago when my best friend died and I was going through a divorce at the same time. I sought out a grief counselor. I wanted to be proactive. You know, so many people culturally, like, you don't need a counselor. You don't need this. You don't need that. And as a result, I didn't take it seriously. Like, I stopped the sessions, but I'll never do that again. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really proud of this next generation that this is part of their maintenance routine. For sure. And so now... As you kind of, you know, you you found out you were pregnant and then a week later you find out that they're, it's twins. <sighs> After, as you go throughout your pregnancy, how did you prepare yourself for the mental health challenge that comes with motherhood? Like putting everything else aside, motherhood itself is a whole, I mean, I personally did not prepare myself and I didn't I was like oh postpartum same thing as like culturally therapy stuff I was like that only happens to some people that's not gonna happen to me but were you aware of that how did you you know if so did you prepare for that what was your meant your thought process despite how it started I actually had such a beautiful easy pregnancy and I remember okay that day after I was pregnant and then a week later with my sonogram and the doctor was like, good thing you're laying down because it's twins. Oh my God. And like, it's like, calm came This like calm came over me because it, it all clicked. It made sense why I had been so hormonal. So everybody around me, like my friends and family were like, what? Like, huh? Like I was like the ultimate like New York girl. Like they were like, not only are you pregnant, you're having twins. I embraced it. I'm like, what are the odds of me at 41? Come on. So I was like, this is God. And so also like everything happens for a reason. It really made me slow down. 
maybe take value of who's in my life. I think others did a lot of things for other people, but they weren't necessarily at an add value in my life. So this time made me clear out time for my kids and set up time for that. I was gonna go back to New York for my baby shower. It was all planned. I came to North Carolina because I was gonna get birth here, but I wanted to meet with the doctor. And she was like, oh yeah, you can't travel anymore. You're giving birth in a few days. So I ended up staying here. And that was the biggest blessing as well because my mother passed away right before Mother's Day, but she got to be there in the delivery room. She got to meet my children. So like everything happens for a reason. I didn't have postpartum depression or any of that, but I sympathize with the women who do. Like I kept my therapy appointment the day before, like I'm not messing around because I know what could have come and I want to be proactive this time. Mm -hmm. In your opinion, what do you think has gotten you through all this? Like where did you find your strength? God and my mom and my family. I have a wonderful family. I have a wonderful father, a great sister, but my mother. So throughout everything, she like believed in me, right? So I was like, oh my God, you have these moments where you're like, can't believe I did this, can't believe this happened. Like all this stuff, at a certain point, she's like, you have to stop talking about it because people have moved on and I believe in you. And so, you know, even like losing her so hard, but like, I feel like God gave me two because he knew I need extra love. And I feel like she lived longer to meet my twins. You know, it's been a full circle year. That's so much, oh, Alicia. I, I um, always, I, but like it breaks my heart but also fills my heart with so much joy when you see the full circle of life right when you have god bring you just extra blessings when you, he knows you need it the most you know and like you said i feel like i had yes, two babies exactly. because i needed twice love at least we got to spend easter together these are like sad tears it's just like a husband a year and, and so i have to think about all those moments that the things she taught me yeah now in your role as a mom you know you can carry through some of those things to your children and that is like it's funny sometimes when we're growing up especially like i don't know teenage years early 20s you have moments where you're like oh god i'm starting to sound like my mother and you try to like you know you have moments where you kind of like try to put that away but then when you become a mom and then you have moments where you're like oh my god i just i sound like my mom for me specifically it's like a Yay! That means I'm on the right track. I'm not messing this up. So hopefully, you know, in your journey with your children, you'll be able to carry on some of the stuff that meant the most for you from your mom, which is... I think so. And I have like, you know, it brought me closure too, because I'm like, like literally, she's my best friend. There's nothing left unsaid between us. So if I feel a moment where I'm like, uh, I can just tap into what she taught me and I hear her voice. So it's all good. Yeah. I would say that also birthing humans or birthing babies gives us like a super natural power right like what has been the, yes. the biggest surprise when it comes to like you know gaining the strength and that superpower after becoming a mom i think to be honest with you how naturally i took to it because so much changed in my life right from scaling down how much i worked i had to do this the high risk pregnancy to now not living in new york full-time to going back and forth but just taking to motherhood is like i'm on these uh, support groups like friends mm. parents of multiples and you hear a lot of horror stories but to surprise me the most is that it's fun and people don't talk about that yeah it's super difficult all that stuff but it's actually a lot of fun like what was your delivery like oh it was okay so i was even if i had a singleton as they called it i was always that girl that was like i do not want a vaginal delivery i never <laughs> did i didn't want that <laughs> nope so my daughter was breached so we had no choice but to have a c-section <laughs> and you're like darn <laughs> it was cool ladies went in there the whole dr denny shout out to her the entire like staff they were have music they were rocking my mom was like i'll come in the room with you but at the hospital i had a suite so it was great the kid's father was there my dad brother-in-law sister babies were delivered in 30 minutes um they stayed in the NICU for about a week 
and I did the C-stage recovery. But like I said, like I, pre- I had a pretty cool pregnancy. I love that you had so many people in the delivery. That's what I wanted. That was like my dream to just have everyone there jamming. And I, you know, I was a pandemic baby. So I only had, it was just for just dad and myself and whatever. And obviously the medical team, but what a blessing to have everyone. Everybody was there. So yeah, so they just, see that came with the world little sweet rock stars so yeah it was a blessing it sounds like it really like set the tone for their life right like with family surrounded supported that's awesome a thousand percent and it brought us all together like you know what i'm saying people have certain thoughts about me having twins about their father and i not necessarily being together like whatever at that point it became about these kids and we spent like you know holidays together and it's been really cool how are you balancing not work with motherhood and staying mentally healthy and you know just balancing the whole thing because I think you know when you are the provider of your child especially happens to me I feel like I put a lot of stress into work and providing and having to like be you know mentally 100% for work also and for the baby and for you know so I just feel like sometimes moms get like double the pressure when it comes to that they do it's interesting you say that because a lot of my workload during my pregnancy I'm going back to work though this week but I was almost feeling guilty about not working. Like even in this past four months, because I'm so used to working, but I had to be like, you know what? I keep reminding myself, I'm not going to get this time back with them. I'm not going to get this time back with them. So it's been the reverse order. And I have to remind myself also, you just can't burn out. So it's that it's that balance, especially when you love what you do. You want to just go hard. It's so challenging. I, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I'm recently laid off after almost 10 years working in a big tech company. And now, you know, I'm having such a hard time balancing the, but it's okay, like, to not right, work. Right. Like, you right, deserve right. this time. It's okay to, like, spend. It's hard, right? Yeah, because I'm, like, for example, people, like, reach out to me with, like, you know, like, this place is hiring and da-da-da. And my instinct is, like, let me go get it. Let me go get that job. But then I'm, like, I have to stop myself and be, like, do you want to apply just to see if you can get it? Because in reality, you want this break. Like, you really want this break. And so it's such a battle. I think about this all the time. This is like a a slightly different topic, but I think it's like a point here. You know, we think about the generations before, maybe not necessarily the immediate generation before, but maybe two generations before where women were home, right? Like where women were not out in the workforce. Women were taking care of their families and their children. And like, there's this whole like movement of like, oh, like, yeah, let's get the women out to the workforce and we can do all the things but like it's really hard it's really really hard to do all of that and I think once you live that right like once you have let's say I had like up to age 34 with no kids and like work was my baby right my career was my baby and you can't unlive that and so to try to like flip the switch and now be like, no, now I'm just going to be home with my children is so hard because like I know too much, you know, it's super hard because a lot of it is like to your point, like that was your first baby. So you find your value in your work and all this stuff. And then we'll question people like, what are you doing now? I don't know if I just had kids, nothing right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, you do find value in your work. And I just keep going back to that. Okay, okay, you're right. Now I think this time back, be easy. You can always work again. You can't have these children again. But it also like prevents you from being present sometimes. I find myself so caught up in the narrative of reminding myself that it's okay. That then like, you know, 
hours go by and I'm like, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything with this time. There's like a guilt for not working. There's kind of a paralyzation. And then I know exactly what you're talking about. What I'm talking about also is like when there's a need, right? Like I need to provide. I need to work. Of I need course. to like, there's it's, like, it's, different. It's, yeah. it's like, it's not a choice. I would love, you know, like some people would love to be, but I think that when there's the need, it's different to be like, okay, I have to provide. So I need to get myself back on the game because I got to bring food to the table. And kids are expensive. I was. So that's all the things. It's like, it's just a balance. I don't know. We're just going to figure it. And really, when people say you'll figure it out as you go, that's truly been my pregnancy and my experience because we just keep trying, manifest it, put it out there. Things are working out so far. It all gets into place, it always does. Thank what you. has been the feedback really quickly mm -hmm. the, when you decided to open up and talk about you know the, the breakdown and like you becoming a mental health advocate like what has been the feedback you know the more you opened up with people surprisingly wonderful you know I was afraid about being brutally honest because when you're brutally honest some people might be like mm, we don't want to work with her mm, we don't know about that it's been the opposite I've gotten so many opportunities it's like leaning into who you are is important timing is important this is a topical issue a lot of people can relate to right now, but I can say the feedback has been really, really, really good. Good, and I'm sure somewhere someone's listening to your story and your experience and feeling totally identified, and that in itself is helping them out. Yeah, what words to close it up of motivation, I guess, you could share with people that perhaps are like, you know, in the thick of it right now? You know what? My dad always told me prior to all of this, like in hard times, he was like, you're an athlete, growing up as an athlete. He's like, what do athletes do? They put one foot in front of the other. So we were just talking about being overwhelmed if you have to provide for your children, if you're not feeling value because you're not working, if you just feel like life is not working out for you, just put one foot in front of the other. You know, just do something every day could help you, could help your children. Um, if you keep trying, something will happen. Little wins add up. Little wins. Little wins. Thank you so much, Alicia. And thank you for sharing your story with us. Congratulations on the baby. Enjoyed you, ladies, and I'm so glad you're reunited. Yes, <laughs> yes. thank you. Thank you. En JCPenney tenemos infinidad de regalos para el Día de las Madres hasta el domingo. Ahorra hasta 40% en todo Liz Claiborne y viste la de pieza a cabeza con la última moda. Además, aprovecha las ofertas Yes, Please, con diamantes y piedras preciosas a $25 para miembros de JCPenney Rewards. ¿Aún no eres miembro? ¡Inscríbete! Es fácil y gratis. Y regálale a mamá todo lo que se merece. JCPenney. Vale la pena. Ofertas válidas hasta el 12 de mayo en selección de estilos. Aplican otras exclusiones. Joyerías excluye de los cupones. Detalles en la tienda jcp.com. Dicen que traigo la suerte a todo el que está a mi lado Y esa es mi mala fortuna Basada en el clásico de Juan Rulfo Llega Univision El gallo de oro Supongamos que la caponera puede inclinar la suerte A quien ella quiera Estás tardando en conquistarla Con Lucero, José Ron y Plutarco Asa Este gallo está cambiando la vida En una historia legendaria de amor y azar No trates de cambiarme, no lo vas a lograr El gallo de oro Gran estreno miércoles 8 de mayo a las 9 Por Univision